So how I got started in pest control is obvious through my father. My name is Edward J. Sheehan. Joseph P. Sheehan, Colony Pest Management, Brooklyn, New York. So Colony Confidential is about money. I said I want cash. Business. This particular technician is the reason that we have to ask every potential employee, and are you afraid of bugs? Get out of here. Family. Of course, my beloved mother told me I hit the bottom of the barrel. They had sent me to a good Catholic education, and now I'm the goddamn rat catcher. And he asked me if I wanted to take the business over, and uh, I didn't Hell. at all. I hated pest control, but probably more so working for the family business. Working with family is the toughest <laughs> thing you'll ever have to do. Or it could be the best. Mint. Colony Confidential. This all has to be edited, deleted, and burned. It, it's HR is a, a euphemism for employees have a lot of rights. Employees, yes, employees have a lot of rights. I was right. Employees have a lot of rights, but they have very few responsibilities. That's human resources to me. They come up with all of these half-ass excuses why they can't work, and you're supposed to go, oh, Okay. The the problem is, is with everything else is that one side always is greater than the other, no matter what it is, politics, whatever have you. There was a time in this country's history, as everybody knows, prior to unions, where people just really got shitted on as employees. Your father, my grandfather, definitely lived through that era and probably was shitted on by bosses for quite some time. Now it's on the flip side. And maybe coming to an end as well, but the problem is, is that the same as in politics, there's no happy fucking medium. I disagree with that. Um, w what you said is partially true, but what I learned about American job system, what do you want, want to call it? You got a job when you got out of high school. It was like you were the new guy on the block. It was an entry level job. You got paid bullshit two forty a month. But you learned a lot. And what I learned was, no matter how smart or how good I was at my job, if I didn't have a hook, I wasn't going anywhere in corporate America. It was my job then to if find out. If you didn't out. have a hook or if you didn't work hard? I worked hard. So I, what was it? It didn't matter. Somebody else came in. Uh, very vivid. I remember very Do vivid. Do you believe in that system? If you don't, if you just need a hook or if you work hard, which is it? If you're just saying... Uh, that you needed the hook and you thought corporate America was bullshit, then you're kind of agreeing with some HR policies. It was bullshit just, for me. Just putting it in there. Bullshit buddy. for me. Listen to what I got to say. I don't yeah. agree with HR at all. What happened was this guy comes in, lazy son of a bitch, but his mother was a secretary for some big shot in the company. Worked there for three months. All of a sudden, he's got a job. wasn't a great job, but he was out of the mailroom and he was making more money. As I left the mailroom, I went to the bank. Bank, same thing. I, I took over a whole department there. But I couldn't get what the other guy was getting because he had a wife and kids. Bingo. Best thing someone ever said to me because it was like a light bulb went on in my head. These people are just going to pay me enough to survive. I don't want my, that kind of money. So I kept looking. I worked at it. I broke my ass. I found it was no good cleaning halls. Was a pain in the ass cutting people's glass. I didn't like washing people's cars. Then I found pest control, and I knew this was it. As long as I did good work, and I learned more. And I was, I, you know, I wasn't even good in school when I went. But once I got into pest control, I couldn't go to enough classes. I found my niche, but it just didn't pop up. I worked at it, and and did bosses take advantage of me? 
Some of them did, but it, it was the game. So I took advantage of them. I did work on the side that they didn't know about. I learned the game. But you know what? I had to deal with a union. And what I found... Only for a certain amount of time in your business. Yeah, about 20 years. That long? <laughs> I was a union member from 19... I was a union member from 1968 till 32BJ till took over. Even when I had companies, they let me be a union member. That guy, when it was the small union, 155, right. Pat Carroll loved Grandma because of her accent. That's how I bought my first route, Merritt Exterminator. That he was a baby sitting on a guy's table when he signed the papers. This guy, when they, we, you know, we're talking about a strike and all the owners, those guys can't last, you know. I used to talk to Pat Carroll. I said, you know, just give up all the bullshit. Their mother's, their mother's birthday, your day off, uh, or off for your mother's birthday. The day, uh, you know, this is bullshit. You, you'll get the money. The guys will get the money. Just give it up. So they made the deal. This, then he, somebody was running against him for presidency. You go, can you bring your guys? So at the time, I had eight guys. I, got, I paid everybody overtime to go to the union meeting. The guy that was running against them had four guys with him, so they had five. And uh, against the guys that voted for him, we were the only ones that showed up. So he got elected president because I showed up. And then he recommended me for other stuff. He was very helpful. And then 32B took over, and uh, it was all downhill after that. They were thieves, and it's all bullshit. But um, the, 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 what the point I'm bringing out is, once you had that union contract, you studied it. And you saw a loophole for you, and you saw we had to be careful with them. And also, you could make deals. Like, look, work overtime, I'll pay you straight-time cash, or... You could Allegedly. You could highly against... Highly, that's... Uh, this was 20 years ago. Statue of limitations. Just saying it's illegal. Now it's illegal and something I would never do. It was. Uh, it's always been illegal to pay people uh, under the books or off okay, the books. Okay, uh, whatever. whatever All right, you know what? Be. I'm not going to discuss Allegedly these My lawyer's happen. not here with me right Allegedly. now. Allegedly. It's in heaven. You know, I like to pay you good money. I like to give you good insurance. I like to lend you money, probably for no interest, that you're a good worker because I want to keep you there. But if you're taking the money, then you're making me out to be a liar to my customers. And now I want to—I really want to hurt you physically, but I can't. So I'll hurt you financially. Give us from the top. How did you advertise for a job? Did you put an ad out in the newspaper? Did you just do it through word of mouth? Um, we did it several ways. Like we would go to the distributors and see. That didn't work out because you always had some guy that had his own part-time route but could work two days for you. You doing your own work? No. Why are you buying supplies in there? Uh, you know, and we did put an ad in the news, uh, Daily News. We got guys that way. Um, it seemed like maybe if we interviewed 20 people, we might come up with one decent one. It was, I don't know, it just seemed hard to get people that... They wanted a job, but they didn't want to work. Oh, I got to drive. I hired this one guy, and um, he couldn't drive in the rain. <laughs> Another guy, oh, I thought I was going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I, I can't go to the Bronx. It's funny, right, because you hire all these people, and you just assume certain things. Like, it's a driving route. You know how to drive. I put an ad in the paper for the Daily News. I wanted to shoot myself for a month after that. 
and the follow-ups come a long way like i said like the application we had a guy from uh so anyway a guy's been in the industry and writes back to my operations manager i've been in this industry for 20 years and i never seen an application like this thanks but no thanks you're doing something wrong. And so my operations manager is like, I hear him type, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know that angry type that... I'm like, who are you mad at right now? He's like, this fucking guy. You see his fucking response? And I'm like, don't write back to him unless the only thing you're going to write is thank you. That's it. The one interview I remember, I'll never forget it. Guy comes in, wants a job. Didn't look, yeah, maybe we'll consider him, talk to him. I said, well, what kind of car do you have? I got a ride. I said, well, what is it? It's outside. That's all. Let me see it. I said, well, which car is yours? Denny, I don't have a car. I got a bike. I said, oh, good. Your first stop tomorrow is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Where's that? You better leave night. I'm not going to make it, though. He's like, are you joking? I go, are you joking? Yeah, I figure you're joking me. I'm going to give you a round. Well, I see guys that have a ride. I go, we don't have any bike routes. Why don't you say that when I come in here? I go, why don't you tell me you had a bike? You know, it's like, well, it was on you. You did something wrong. Of course. And you even got to be careful how you interview people. In, uh, <clears throat> in the state, uh, in the city of New York, not even the state, in the city of New York, you cannot, you can no longer ask what they were previously paid. Um, you can no longer inform them in any advertising for the position that you do a background check or a drug test. And the idea, from what I've been told, and don't quote me, but from what I've been told, the idea behind not having that on the ad posting is that you will deter criminals and drug users That's if terrible. you say you say so. Yeah, it, so you could send them into somebody's house. Well, here's the truth of the matter. So after you offer, the way New York City works now is you have to offer someone a job, and then when they accept, you can run a background check. And what if it comes up lousy? Can you fire them right away? There are, yes. You Well, you could say, you know what? But the applicant has a certain amount of time to fight the fact that you decided not to hire them. Um, yeah. Now, now this is, this is precisely why we hired HR consultants about six years ago, uh, because it's just too much for us to keep up with. But it is, some of the shit is just insanity. Like somebody that comes up as a burglar and you let go has the opportunity to challenge the fact that you rescinded the offer after finding out that they were a burglar. And it's funny because this exact conversation came up on uh, a Facebook chat group and your name was thrown out there from who? by uh, a gentleman in the industry that knows you from when you worked with those guys at rehabbing them. Yeah. Uh, and they were just, you know, like everybody has their own opinion. I never hire a criminal. The guy who's oh. originally from here said, yeah, you yeah. know what? I, I wouldn't not hire a criminal, but I know why you wouldn't. And it liability. So there's multiple liabilities come into play. Right. So here's the other aspect of business. You hire a guy that was a burglar and he robbed someone's home. And then your insurance says you ran a background check on this guy and he robbed the house. And whatever else he did, and your fee, you know, the cost is $180,000, and your insurance company says, you knew this, and you still hired him, so we're not going to fucking pay the claim. About a guy that was a drug dealer. 
I don't know. Well, it depends on it depends. It was it a violent offense? Because that's the other thing. If he was a drug dealer, became violent because he had a gun or a weapon on him, and he performs a violent act while working no. for you, not that you're liable. But insurance's whole fucking job is to deny claims, right? The one, you know the guy. He was the first guy that I took on at uh, that place, and um, he went. He did four years. He sold drugs, but he never did drugs. They caught him with four guns. So you got a year for each gun. So I said, what do you need four guns for? He goes, you know, selling drugs is a very risky business. I go, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not familiar with you. Remember that? Uh, so so there's a guy who didn't use it. No, and I think every person. But uh, yes, I'm not I, averse I, to hiring an ex-con. But there's a conversation that goes with it. There's caveats that go with it. There's certain things that I think a lot of people would be concerned about. A rapist. A murderer, a pedophilia. Okay, just you know, like all of these just things. Just so you know, I if that if you were a rapist, a pedophile, if you were an arsonist, um, there was some oh murderer or uh, when you accidentally murdered somebody. Oops, I wouldn't let you in the course. Right. Well, I mean, that's I'm I'm just saying, like I think that there's certain circumstances that that come up, and you have to talk to a human being in person, face to face, and read their body language, eye contact, all of that stuff comes into play to see if they're telling the truth. Here's a perfect example. We interviewed somebody recently, and when he walked out of our office, myself and my operations manager said, let's hire this guy. But we have our procedure, reference check, and then he gave a supervisor's name, but with a cell phone number. So I told my operations manager, I said, call the office. You could get the, the phone number of that office online. Call the office of that company and ask for this woman. So he did, and they, the, everyone, ah, we never heard of her. We, blah, 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 blah. So then he calls the woman and starts asking her questions on the, the reference. What's your position? I'm a field supervisor. Uh, who's your boss? And uh, she just clammed up and was like, I, t I told you I was in the middle of running some errands. Give me like five minutes, I'll call you back. And then she basically hung up on him. So here's, here's a perfect example of somebody that if, if we didn't have our procedures that we mandate, expect part of we're Quality Pro certified through NPMA, and that's part of the ones is you have to get a resume, you have to get an application before you schedule the interview. And then after scheduling the interview, you before offering a job, you have to do the reference check. Before, I think you had to do a background check before offering a job, but obviously in New York City, that's illegal. But anyway, so we dodged a bullet, but the kid interviewed great. His answers were great. Everything was great. And then obviously the other and then the other company, when we called him back that he worked for for three years, nobody wanted to give us a straight answer about it. See, here's the thing when you get to the resumes, usually or a lot of times on a resume, you could see a blank area or an area that doesn't. What were you doing for these three years? Oh, I was out of town. I go, you were working out of town. Yeah. Well, how come that's not on there? Well, I, I didn't think you wanted that. I go, well, yeah, I want that. Then you never heard from him again. So they, re they were either homeless, whatever, living off somebody, or in jail. I mean, everything is an easy First explanation. Thing too, you catch one lie on that thing, you're gone. Yeah. But not only that, like, so people give us resumes, and then on our application, it's more detailed like where you worked. It used to have what your pay was, but we've removed that. But it, it also has your job duties, you who your direct supervisor You can still was. ask them what, what pay do you expect. Yes, you can ask what, yes, it still asks what they expect. But a lot of guys won't fill out this section of previous work history 
they're like, oh, well, I gave you my resume. I'm like, yeah, you got to fill this out. And if they're like, yeah, but it's on a resume, I'm like, all right, thank you for coming. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, but you don't want to do what I asked you to do. I asked you twice, and you keep telling me the same thing, so there's no point in moving forward with the interview. Thank you for coming. I wish you luck in your job search. And they look at me like I'm fucking crazy. Or like a guy shows up at 10.05, and I leave. Like, I, I, even if I'm supposed to be in the office, I leave. I, well, I, one time I walked downstairs, I was talking to the, to the office staff, and he was like, oh, you're Mr. Sheen. I'm interviewing with you. And I was like, you were interviewing with me, but you were five minutes late. He's like, yeah, but I said, yeah, no, like you knew you were going to be five minutes late, 10 minutes before you were going to be five minutes late, and you should have called, and you didn't, and that's cool. That's good for you. I hope that works for you. It doesn't work for me, so I'm going to leave, but I wish you luck. You could finish filling out the application, and maybe maybe we'll hire you one day, but definitely not going to be today. People, but they don't get it. Uh, here's a better one. <clears throat> a kid interviews. Chris, operation manager, says, I really think we should give him a shot, right? So I call the kid's supervisor, and he says he was great, but he was always late. He was never on time. Chris calls the kid. Kid said, that's bullshit. They used to, they used to have me work until 11 o'clock at night and then starting at 6 in the morning. And, yeah, I was late for that, but I would tell him, like, you can't keep doing this to me. So <clears throat> I said, I told Chris, tell the kid to come in at 9.30 on another day and tell him that we're concerned about him being late. And that's why I want to talk to him personally. So, this f***ing kid is late. He's late. Calls. He calls five minutes before the time he's supposed to be there and says he's going to be a half hour late. And I was like, listen, you knew that this was our concern, so thank you, but I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. If you're looking for candidates, what's your regular process? Oh, we, we, are, we have a job ad up on all... Um, Indeed, uh, I think we're exploring Glassdoor, Google Jobs, but we're all over the internet. We have multiple job ads. We have job ads under that say Colony Pest Management, ones that don't say Colony Pest Management. We have a job ad that just says something like, do you want to save the world? Do you want to protect the environment? Keep people safe? Make the, you know, all, all like, give us a call for a service position with a growing company. And it never mentions pest control. It just, it's appealing to somebody's, what they want, you know, have fun, work with your hands, work with people, work independently. It doesn't say pest control, it just says in a service industry business. Um, and we're actually right now playing with which ones we get the better hits from. Indeed.com has, they will somehow, and I don't know all the details, they will somehow set up a phone call with a resume that you flagged as someone you want to hire and you could set the questions and this person will do a phone interview that indeed records and the, the computer will ask the questions that you want them to ask almost as a prerequisite to offering them a face-to-face interview. And then you could go on the website and click on each question and you'll hear the question asked and you'll hear how the guy answers it. So you could ask like any pre-screen. It is a pre-screen done by that by that particular company. Another way, you know, you asked me how I got guys. You would get a guy from a company, you hired him, the guy was good for whatever whatever problem was with the other company, he clicked with us. And he would bring another guy, say this guy was really good, he's not happy there either. Bring bring him on. And then other guys, you know, they started hearing all right, Lil, everything's all right over here. We're doing a show here. Shut up.
I want to touch on something too. So now we hired the guy. So now you got to keep the guy. Um, what I found out, one of the hooks you had, um, you were paying in medical insurance. The other thing too, if you were a good worker, you were producing, you were making money, you brought in stops, you did a good job. Uh, you had an offer. Um, you got together five thousand dollars, and you buy a car. I preferred you to buy a van, but a car that you could use as a route car. You gave me the book. I paid the monthly vig. Guys that were really good, save up fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. We'll buy a route together. I would be your partner. I got X amount of dollars a month, and after five years, you bought me out. And if we paid sixty thousand dollars for the route, and you build it up to one hundred and twenty thousand, my half would still only be thirty thousand dollars. You 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 brought you built it up yourself. You were entitled to keep it. So that was another way, um, and uh, one guy went into business, and we helped him, and he sold me his business back because he was moving. Um, another guy became a lawyer. Uh, he kept half the business, and we, we got the other half. Uh, but a lot of these people that were my at-one-time partners now own their own business, they didn't want to do termite work. They didn't want to do termite leads, or they couldn't handle a big job. We would give them a percentage of whatever they gave us. So it turned out to be good for them and good for me. And it was, an, and it was a way to keep them. You hired them, now you got to keep them. And I still believe... Retention. That's a retention. Yeah, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's retention is what it's called. Same thing. Michigan, Chicago. Oh, so fuck. I still have a theory that even the best of workers, after they've worked for you for seven years, they think uh, somehow they're doing you a favor if you can pick out the three characteristics from the three best employees you recall over the years. So hiring someone with no pest control experience, and the truth of the matter is all of my top people, except for our most recent service manager hire, had no pest management experience ever. It's people that are willing to work hard and bust their ass, uh, and I think you could see that people that are hungry, and people that want to learn. And these are these are the best hires for us. Aggressive, which is uh, being aggressive is like a, it has its pros and cons. But for me, my top three people are fucking aggressive as, as all hell. And in a commercial setting, which I'm 99% commercial service industry is as we do commercial. Aggressive is is what you need. Guys go into a, a 50, 50 story building and they got to get into all the electrical closets from floors 50 to 39. And the lazy union scumbag employer and uh, employee is like, oh, I got to do this today. And some of my guys who have that union mentality, they just walk slow as shit or they skip stuff until they get written up. But my my top employees that are aggressive are like, bro, I got to get in and out of this place. So either give me the keys and I'll do it, or let's go put some fucking pep in your staff. I think a better word than aggressive is assertive. And yeah, I like that word. Okay. Anyway, what, what, um, what, I, what I liked was somebody young or old, but let me start with young first. Had some crappy jobs. Nobody ever took them under their wing, told them that you had a future here. You were just you were just working here. You had a future. And I explained it to them. You know, you could look at me and say, oh, yeah, he's the owner, but I wasn't an owner. And when I, wor when I started, I wasn't an owner. When I started, I learned 
I could make a decent wage, not great, uh, working for somebody, but I could also make money selling stops. But um, you could make a good living in pest control unless you're a high liver, you know, then you never make enough money. But if you want to sell stops and you want to work and you want to, you want to get, you got a 7A certification, you get a 7F certification, and you get an 8 certification, 5B certification, 7C, whatever, you're going to make more money. And you're going to become a value, you're going to be a valued employee. And, and maybe you could, you know, I'm just saying what I did. You needed money to bury your parents, I gave you the money. You could work it off with overtime. Or you could we pay at me Colony, back. We, don't, we don't lend money anymore. We found that to be a bad practice. What, what I found with the lending of the money, I cut down on it when I, ha- I got a form from a lawyer. You signed the form. Well, that we have a form now because the HR consultant said you can't legally take money out of an employee's check without a pre-written right. agreement. So, yeah, but it just becomes a problem. Like, guys are borrowing their whole next paycheck. No, no, no. Let me put a caveat on that. Not everybody got the money. Yeah, I, I can think that. of three people that I lent money to, and I can think of 20 I turned down. So, so retention, right? So let's just give you the fucking yeah, yeah, idiot's retention. guide on retention. Give them, give them a reason that they want to stay. You got to give them a reason they want to stay. So I had a guy that I hired and turned out to be a good employee, but emotionally unstable. Something went wrong in his life. He disappeared fired him got a job with another pest control company whatever happened there came back okay we'll hire you broke up with his girlfriend oh had to leave again fired him again went to work for a distributor and uh, embezzled some money and uh, was they were going to send him to jail I mean he came back to me and uh, they're going to send him to jail I didn't think you know he pays back the money. What the hell? If you send him to jail, you don't get your money back. So just to show you so, how old school it was back in the days, how things were done before HR and all this howdy-doody So bullshit. I called a distributor who we were doing six figures worth of business with, and I told him, look, I don't think it's right that he goes to jail. Well, they want to send him to jail. The, guys, the company was owned by some people down in, I don't know, down south. So I said, well, tell him that I'm not going to do business with you anymore. My, my idea is he pays you back the money. He'll give you so much every month or every week and no jail time. They got back to me. They said, okay, no jail time. I hired the guy back. I told him, look, if you have another breakdown, take a week off and get over it. I'll pay you for it. But when you come back, you got to work overtime. I don't have to tell you. I could tell you five minutes I need you to go somewhere tonight, and you're going to do it. Also illegal currently in this in the city of and New he, York. And he and he lived up to his end of the bargain, and he was you know you put him in a place where there's a problem, problem solved. You put him on a route and you don't hear from the customer. So he was good. He just had emotional issues, or I think I think he was an extremely bright guy, but he had these emotional issues that could send him off the deep a deep end. So that brings us all back to knowing your employee, knowing what they need. And I, you know what? I don't know if we really touched on this, but once you get a good employee, you got to know what they need. Not every employee needs money. Money doesn't motivate everybody. But my top performing people, money motivates them. Another thing, another thing that I think isn't done enough, even in my own case, 
you got to show them some love. Tell them when they're doing, you're doing a great job, man. I, I really appreciate that. And you know what? Who it the was, fuck are you saying this? You all right? You sick? I did that. <laughs> and and it, would, it wasn't it wasn't beneath me or above me to say, here, here's 20 bucks, here's 50 bucks. I appreciate what you're doing. You know, showing them some love. Yes, and all of those monies were paid on the books and proper taxes were paid, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> of course. So, like you said, like some people don't give a shit about praise and just want money. Some people need both. Some people want time off instead of money. Everybody wants love. They want to be appreciated. <laughs> so it's funny because you lose sight of it. And and as much as a hard ass as I was, I was also a swell guy. If you're a good worker, you never had a better boy. But listen, and and it is as an owner. Even as a manager, you can't lose sight of your what your employees' needs are and never make the mistake that I certainly made and thinking that all employees are the same and they all want the same things I want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a point. Grandma was in the office one day, and I was telling somebody they did a good job. And then somebody else came in. I started screaming at them. And she came in the office when they were gone. She goes, I don't think that's right. I mean... Why would you be nice to one guy and the other guy, Jesus, God, the man was almost crying. The hell's wrong with you? I said, Ma, I'm like a band leader, okay? I got to treat the piano player one way, the way he works. I got to treat the banjo player another way. I got to treat the drummer another way. They're not all the same. I don't understand. And I told Grandma, you take care of the cooking and going to church, I'll take care of running the business. Yeah, so human resources, f***ing pain in the ass, necessary evil, whatever you want to call it. HR is a reflection on society. Everybody knows their rights, but they don't know their responsibilities. Next on Colony Confidential. So what are we doing here? Doing a podcast. Thanks, Frankie. (laughs) So I have a question for you. Yeah? How did you used to fire someone? Real nasty, usually. Let me, uh, okay. Give, Give me a good example. Call them in and say, I gotta let you go. And they'd all come up with that these excuses. That doesn't sound too nasty. Wait. And they'd come up with these excuses, and the more bullshit they told me, the more lies they told me. I go, listen, you're fucking a sheet. I checked your route out. You don't do the fucking shit you're supposed to do. I got people telling me you, you're supposed to go there once a week at night. You run in during your day route and sign for two or three weeks. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here now. You're fired. Yeah, Other that, times, that, that's a lawsuit today, probably. Yeah, f- oh, f- the lawsuit wasn't a lawsuit then. Other times, I'm sure it was. People just didn't know their rights. That was a good thing. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com. <laughs>